home is probably your biggest asset. As lifestyles change, your environment needs to change too. Welcome to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment with Laura Minnep. Laura has nearly two decades of lifestyle consulting experience. She can help you improve your living situation and help maximize your home value when the time comes to move along to the next phase of your life. Now, here is your host, Laura Minna. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Our show today is Unlocking the Mysteries of Veterans' Benefits and Medicaid Planning. You know, as we progress on our life's journey, it is very important to be aware of and understand all the resources and benefits that are obtainable for our financial well-being. And too often, veterans and their spouses are not aware that Veteran Administration, the VA, benefits are available. My guest today is Richard Myers, Jr. of Richard A. Myers, Jr. and Associates. They're based in Independence, Ohio. Who He is a proactive attorney focused on elder law and traditional estate planning with an emphasis on Medicaid and veteran benefits eligibility. His team is dedicated to providing seniors and their families with the finest representation. As one of the most experienced firms in the practice of elder law, they guide seniors to make the right choices when it comes to estate and health care issues. Rick will address the fears and the myths held by seniors and their families that with health care issue comes financial ruin. He will cover Medicaid planning, the importance of durable power of attorney, health care power of attorney, and a living will. I'm sure there will be many, many questions that you will want to get answered, and you are more than welcome to please call in at one 866 613-1612 or feel free to email me laura at lauraminif.com l-a-u-r-a-m-i-n-e-f-f dot com now before I turn the microphone over to Richard Myers Jr. elder law attorney whose tagline for his company is helping you protect and provide the ones you love I would like to give a brief summary and introduction Rick Myers graduated from Cleveland Marshall College of Law. As an experienced trial attorney, he has served as lead counsel in criminal and civil trial, jury trials. With the founding of Hire and Myers Company, LPA, in 2001, his focus changed from litigation to proactive estate, Medicaid, and VA planning. Now, as an experienced lead attorney in Medicaid assist preservation and elder law advisor, Richard works with senior care providers and fraternal organizations assisting families with estate plans to maximize protection of acquired wealth for highest quality of retirement life. In 2011, he further refined his proactive focus on elder law with the creation of Richard A. Myers Jr. and Associates LLC. He is a member of the Wealth Council LLC, Elder Council LLC, the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, the Ohio State Bar Association focusing on a state planning committee, and several local bar associations. Rick has been married to Chris for 31 years, and they have three beautiful children, Lauren, Christian, and David. Now here's a big welcome to Rick Myers, Elder Law Attorney. Good morning. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. This is going to be a very interesting hour. 
This is something that I really myself have a very strong interest in, but you know, I don't have a lot of good resource knowledge in it. So I'm really excited for you to be here today. Really, I am. Richard, I would like to start the conversation today by having you give us some insight into the mysteries surrounding veteran administration, VA benefits, and the difference between service connect benefits and non-service connect benefits. Very good. Um, the VA provides a lot of programs for their veterans and those who have served our nation either in any of the wars. And there are benefits for people who would have a service-connected disability. So those disabilities that we can connect back to their service to our nation. Uh, there are some presumed diseases. An example that would be if, I'm a, if I served in country in Vietnam and I acquire Parkinson's disease, it is presumed I acquired that in Vietnam. Really? There's also type 2 diabetes. So if, I'm, if I have type 2 diabetes and I served our nation in Vietnam, I'm presumed to have acquired my diabetes. Regardless of my family's history, I am presumed to have acquired it in Vietnam. So there's a lot of service-connected disabilities. Or if I was wounded in action, that's a simple one for a lot of people to understand. Sure. So they, they have it. But what people aren't aware of, there's, a, there's an additional program. It's actually a, a VA pension program nicknamed Aid in Attendance. Uh, that will pay for care needs for people who cannot connect their disability to, to their service to our nation, but it can just be an age-related infirmity. So as we just age, we start to have limitations in our physical abilities. This program called Aid in Attendance will help. It's a reimbursement program from the, from the veterans to help them uh, recover some of their expenses as their care needs increase. That's amazing. I did not know that that was available. So really what you're saying is that the VA itself really accommodates and really is helping the veteran in all aspects as they age and that those benefits apply not just to them, though, also to people that are in their life that are helping them with some of the health issues that they might acquire as they're growing older. That's correct. So if I have a care provider who's a child, uh, we can now get reimbursement for those expenses if I'm physically paying the child uh, for the care or if I'm bringing in home aids. So if I have an out-of-pocket expense. So, um, the, and so one of the things that's important is with this VA program, this aid in attendance, there are some limitations to it. Okay. I have to be able to establish that the veterans served during wartime. So at different periods of war, so whether they served during World War II, whether they served during Korea, or whether they served in Vietnam, and now we also have the Gulf War. So if they've served in any of those periods, I have to be able to establish that they had 90 days of active duty. Okay. Only one day is required to be during one of those periods of war, and that they got a general discharge or better. Once we've established that, they've established that they are a wartime veteran, and we've gotten through that first requirement of this program. One of the other things that people aren't aware of is, so now the veteran, the World War II veteran has passed, and he left behind a wife. Yes. Or, or I shouldn't say that. He's left behind a spouse. So now we have a surviving spouse of this That's wartime true, right. veteran. <laughs> um, then this benefit attaches to them. So okay. a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran. So then the only requirement we have to establish then is where they you know, prove they were married and prove that they widowed, which is done through a marriage certificate. Then a death certificate will show that they left behind a surviving spouse. And this program will then attach to them so that they have now physical limitations of any, you know, whatever that nature may be they can now receive reimbursement for unreimbursed care expenses. Um, mm-hmm. Does that apply also, what if they've had more than one spouse? If, 
Um, it, it would be the most you know. recent spouse. So, oh, okay. So okay. if there's a divorce, unfortunately, that <clears throat> severs the okay. benefit back to the spouse okay. or that spouse. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit um, the caregiver and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how do, how do we want to stay in our homes as long as possible? And that's the whole emphasis of what we're, our venue of our program is, is the benefits that are out there and the resources that are out there to allow us to stay in our homes. Mm-hmm. And I just yes. believe that the, that the veterans today really don't capitalize and or tap into the full benefits that they have entitled to them. Which would be, but part of that is this caregiving. And also, our caregiver is defined in many different ways now. It, it's not necessarily a, somebody, a group that comes in that we've hired, but it could be our children, it could be our relative, a niece, a nephew, an aunt. Yes. Am I correct? You're absolutely right. You know, I tell people, I think Dorothy had it right many, many years ago when she said there's no place like home. Absolutely. You know, everyone wants to be able to stay in their home as long as they can. So in addition to, you know, making those modifications to a home that need to be made so they can stay at home, if they now have some additional care needs, we can now provide, we can now get reimbursement for those care expenses. So, and, it, and you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be that outside agency. So we don't have to hire a home care company. If it's, you know, and what model would we want to encourage more than for a family member, whether it be a, sure. a child or a, a niece, nephew, cousin, whatever that may be, for those people to come in and provide the care. Now, frequently, when, especially when it's a child, they may have to limit their work. So now they're reducing their work hours, which reduces their income, and now that makes it more and more difficult for them to run their home. Well, if the parent is, now again, we tell them it's a reimbursement. So the parent has to physically pay the child. And if they pay, physically pay the child, that now is a unreimbursed medical expense that counts towards that reimbursement from the VA program. Wow. Now, what if I have um, certain needs such as like medical supplies and or I, or let's also tap into, I do need, I have a bathtub. I can't get in. I have a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I cannot get into a bathtub. I have to have a curbless shower. In fact, I may not even want a shower door. You know, these adjustments. I can't reach my microwave from my that's above my stovetop from my wheelchair. I need it to be, you know, I need my kitchen to be modified. What if I have those expenses? The, the, the um, you know, the things that help me with whatever ailment that it is that I've had or acquired, but also the improvement to my atmosphere. The VA does have some uh, funds that are available, but they're normally a limited amount of funds that would be available to do home improvements. But there are some funds available. We would have to tap in and see what funds remain in the area. Uh, but they, they segregate that into regions. Um, but uh, what this program is primarily intended is to help reimburse the caregiver. It's going to be that regular recurring uh, medical expense. Right. What about medical supplies? You know, is that part of this program? If we have a limitation in the in the amount of time that the caregivers are coming in, many times then we will accumulate those expenses for medical supplies, and we will put that together and in and in, in submit that to the VA in a one time in an annual basis and and seek reimbursement uh, for those uh, for those costs. But you know what they're looking for? What are my regular recurring expenses? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, what they're looking for is reimbursement for regular recurring expenses for assistance in what's called a, an activity of daily living, which is showering or dressing, okay. uh, those types of activities, those things we do in the first 15 minutes we're awake. And we also remind the listeners that 
It doesn't mean you can't shower yourself, but it would be medically appropriate to have some measure of assistance. That's all that's required. Uh, so they have, you know, make sure that somebody's there. So if I'm in a, uh, if, if I, I'm unstable and I need to have somebody there to make sure I don't fall, it's because I might be a fall risk. That would then be a reimbursable expense. Okay, that makes that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense, and it sure does feel good. Mm-hmm. Again, it feels like okay, the VA is behind me, and that I don't have to take take this on all on myself. And then we also, and I don't want. You're not going to believe this, but we're getting ready to take a commercial break. But oh, just I, getting started. I know, right? But I want to. I want to talk a little bit about this. Um, your your income opposed to your expenses. I want to talk about that. You know that ratio and what does happen when we do have and need the further assistance of possibly you know a nursing facility or assisted living. And but the spouse is staying at home and they for sure don't want to lose their home. So when we come back, I would like to capitalize on that. So, okay, Rick, this is really, I, again, really very inf- informational, and I'm really Great. looking forward to continuing this conversation. We'll Great. be right back after this commercial break. America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Is your mind and spirit in sync? Are you open to enhancing your way of thinking and creating ease in decision-making? Are you ready to move past your blocks and create real lasting results? Are you ready for a Mindset Reset? Each week you will learn proven Mindset Reset practices you can put into use immediately to change your life and start a whole new way of thinking. Start by tuning in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Women's Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Voice America Women, your passion starts here. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1 866 
613-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Now back to Dynamic Insights for your home environment. Welcome back, everyone. We are here today talking with my very knowledgeable guest, Rick Myers, Jr., elder law attorney, and his insights on the VA benefits and Medicaid. And we will get to Medicaid, but I do, Rick, want to just finish up where we left off with the, um, we're going to talk about and concentrate on the, the spousal interaction when it does there are times where we are going to get to the point, possibly, where our our partner or our spouse will be in an assisted facility or a nursing home, and the um, partner is staying home, and they don't want to lose their home. How does the VA help them? Well, the VA, there's a maximum award that's available. So in the, in the scenario where I've got a, a veteran and a spouse, the maximum benefit is $2,120 per month that they'll be able to receive. And that goes towards their care expenses with a, with a goal that that will then free up some additional money maybe from their income or if in many situations where one of the people have to enter into a senior community, they have to pay for that senior community. But by getting an influx of that $2,120, it helps slow down the consumption of their life savings because the VA will limit your life savings uh, and what you're allowed to have. And there's not really a set number on that, but what the government is, does allow is for the repositioning or the transferring of assets to the management of a third party Okay. Um, during your lifetime, but that also be done prior to an application. Okay. So they, there isn't a – and unlike Medicaid, the VA does not have a look back currently. Oh, okay. So I, you're able to reposition funds and put them into a holding account or a management account. Typically, the children will then manage it for the benefit of the parent and – then it does not count as a resource anymore for, okay. for the applicant. That's good. So, so the spouse or the partner um, that is left at home. Now, again, I just want to you know be real clear about how they maintain that home, and that the VA does help them and assist them in doing that. Or, or we'll talk about this income ratio. It's it's more the income ratio that. The VA um, doesn't provide a lot of direct help for the okay. person who's remaining in the home. The idea is that they provide that $2,100, and then the only then the proviso on that money is you have to use it for care at okay. the care facility, but then it frees up some of their other money to be able to use to maintain the home. Okay. So, but it tends it does get complicated, but there is not an additional use of additional available funds that will then pay for the home expenses of the person who's going to continue within the home. Okay. So many times, that, but then that, that person will also then join their spouse at the senior community. Uh-huh. And then the home itself is then, a, usually they put it up for sale. Is that what's going That's correct. Okay. Although we encourage people, and this is one of the finer points of understanding, especially why people should be working with an accredited a person with a VA, is you have to be very careful about transferring assets after an application. So whenever we're doing our planning, we try to, we try to calculate or try to estimate where the what's going to be used to the home during that person's lifetime. And if there's a possibility that that person would be leaving the, the home and so they would be vacating it to go to that senior community, then we reposition the home prior to application. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So now let's go back to the, you know, I just want to tap in, um, I, you know, and again, the most important part about the takeaway from this is that 
it is a complicated <laughs> it is a complicated it's system a very complicated process right so but and i just want our listeners to to get a little bit of a we'll call it a, a tickler of what it is that is actually available out there that i really believe again i said it at the very beginning of the show most people are not aware of so let's talk about this qualifying what you know we talk about um, you you do were very good and specific in the very beginning of the show as far as an active duty you know mm-hmm. the non war yes. but now could you help me so now the both people are still living at the home what is the definition of serving in the war? I, I know that sounds like a ridiculous question, but well, what, well, actually, one of the first things is, and there was a, it's also a misunderstanding, is the veteran if they served during a period of war, they did not have to be in what we would have called an, a theater of engagement. Okay. So if I served stateside, the the government recognizes that my contribution to the war effort was just as important as a person who was on the battlefield. The person on the battlefield might have a different opinion, right? Because I certainly respect that. I've met some remarkable heroes oh, of, of our nation, but they want to recognize the support and uh, that, that maybe came back stateside and provide them with the benefits. But also, when we talk about period of war, um, it may be longer than most people think. A good example was a question that we received during the break: was uh, when was a period of uh, Korea? Korea actually continued um, from. June the 27th of 1950, and it continued all the way through January the 31st of 1955. It's longer than most people think. World yes, War II I thought is it was another. Two year war. Yeah. Another example would be um, World War II. Most people think World War II ended when the Japanese surrendered. But technically, the period of war continues through December the 31st of 1946. Wow. I had someone in my office this past uh, week that thought they'd missed. They, they didn't serve during World War II because they, they entered active duty in October of 1946. And I assured them that that makes you a World War II veteran. And what better time to enter the, you know, the wartime period than after the Japanese surrender? Right. right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And my, would... fa- my father served during Korea, uh, but he served in Germany. And so oh, you know, sure. he, he's, a, he's a, a veteran of the Korean conflict, but he served his entire time in uh, Germany. Oh, wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes that a little bit more clear. But I, again, I, this is such a, 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 it's such a vast topic. Yes. And it is, like I said, there's so many um, facets of it that I just feel like it would be very, very important for someone who has some of these qualifications that we're talking about. And even if they didn't think they had the qualifications, wouldn't it still be worth their benefit to contact someone like yourself who has the ability to be very specific about VA benefits. Yes, it's one of the things we always invite the veteran to bring is their discharge papers uh, to the, that first meeting because then we assure we're the wartime veteran. But, in, but it's also fascinating to read those because most people haven't gone back and pulled out their discharge papers and I encourage all their listeners to do that and take them back because it's wonderful when you now go over to the discharge papers and now you start to see some of the awards for bravery, those bronze stars, the silver stars, and some of those other. And then you, you bring that out in the meeting, and the children maybe were completely unaware. Um, one of the first times I had one of these, I had a veteran who had four bronze stars. And his son started looking at his father, who was, his father's in the 80s, son's in his 50s, like his dad was like this baseball Aww. pro, and it just hit the winning home run. He just, the glowing eyes was just, I knew I was going to enjoy this area when I started to see that. I've had the privilege of serving, um, I have three people who were D-Day first wave survivors. Oh, wow. I met a gentleman who flew out of the same air base as Louis Zempernini. 
Oh, my um, gosh. And the movie Unbroken. He yes. flew 62 successful missions over the Pacific. And, um, but these were great men. Uh, Purple Heart and could have had a purple heart. They were wounded several times by flight. But these gentlemen had such a pride in our country, they didn't accept their purple heart. They're wonderful people to work for. Wow. And you know, doesn't that just, you know, for your, for me mm-hmm. at least, just even listening you talk about it, it just, the appreciation and, oh my gosh, I mean, I could, I, mm-hmm. I really could cry right now. I mean, I wish every, every veteran would know how wonderful it feels that that we, I can count, that, that mm-hmm. I've counted on them, and they, and that they have really been part of the uh, growth and the expansion in the in, in, in of our country. And thank you so very yeah. much. So I yeah. don't want to get too emotional no, on the yeah. show, but wow, I mean, again, this is just a, a phenomenal topic, and and just to know that there is the VA is behind them yeah. in it, ways that they probably are not aware of. I, I want our listeners yeah. to hear that. It, it's it's been a true honor to be able to help our veterans and their spouses and families understand what benefits are available, when, especially when you see the remarkable things they've done for our country. Absolutely. Freedom is not free. Freedom is not free. Yes. Uh, but we do have great appreciation. Yes. Um, but I do want to tie this into Medicaid because the this is another area. Medicaid is a very misunderstood area of benefits for health care. And I know that again this is something that you focus on and concentrate. And also, does is it can it be used together with a VA benefits? That's how a great how does question. that work? Yes, it can. Um, during the during the uh, initial period of Medicaid, we can get the full benefit from the VA. Um, if we wow. if there's been a repositioning of money, and Medicaid now creates a waiting period before the benefits will kick in, or while we're waiting for the VA or Medicaid benefits to kick in, the veteran will be able to receive um, their full award. Uh, once Medicaid begins to pay what we call vendor payments, once they, once the full benefits initiate, so if they're paying a nursing home or assisted living or home care providers um, through um, Medicaid, then the VA benefit typically will be reduced to ninety dollars per month. But it's $90 that's a disregard um, so that someone who's receiving Medicaid first must use their income to pay for care. And then Medicaid right. pays the rest. There's a $50 disregard in Medicaid. But if you're a wartime veteran, you get an additional $90 a month. So we tell people 90 bucks is 90 bucks. It absolutely is. Sure. Um, so, yeah, and um, you know, Medicaid's disregard for funds was originally what we call the patient allowance was originally $40 established in 1972 and never adjusted until oh, just geez. a year or two years ago when it went to uh, 45 and then this year in, in 2015 went all the way to $50 a month. So it's why it's so important for people to step a, start ahead of the game as much as they can to understand what their rights are, to understand what can be done to preserve wealth. Because if, if I now have a senior who's going to be going into some kind of a care situation if with Medicaid, we're now limiting our seniors to a about three dollar a day allowance to cover all of their non medical needs. Oh my gosh! So I know mm-hmm. here again we're we're getting ready for yes. another commercial break, but I I don't want to ask this question and and again sound um, ignorant, but mm-hmm. but could you please define the age? What age are we talking about for Medicaid? Well, uh, Medicaid is for people who are sixty five or disabled. Okay. 
So over 65 or older are disabled. So if I have someone who's under 65 and they're disabled, we can still get them some benefits. We have to be able to establish uh, the same level of disability as would be required for Social Security disability. Okay. So we can pay for people who are under the age of 65. Oh, okay. So when we come back from mm-hmm. our commercial break, we're going to start to delve into that whole Medicaid um, okay. and benefits and, um, and how it relates to, again, um, with the VA. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. This week, my guest is outspoken former congressman and one of our country's most prominent gay public figures, Mr. Barney Frank. He'll be with us to talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on DOMA and how the Obama presidency is doing in its second term. Don't miss Barney Frank this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Now back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Welcome back, everyone. And we are here today talking with my guest, Rick Myers, Jr., elder law attorney. And we are on the topic of Medicaid. We um, are going to continue with our VA topic as well, but we're going to concentrate on the asset limits, asset limits for single person and married person. Help us out with that, Rick. Well, uh, for Medicaid purposes, the asset limitation for a single individual is a nice bright line, $1,500. Is all they're allowed to have out of their entire wealth? There are a couple of exemptions and assets. 
um, a home. If so, if I'm if I'm in a home, if as long as I stay within that home, so I now have home care, then the home will stay will remain exempt. If I go into a community, it's so not vacated my house. The house will remain exempt for 13 months from the point of institutionalization. Okay. And then they have to sell it. And they have to sell it for 90% of the auditor value of the home. For a spouse, so now if, I, if my wife is going to stay at, and I'm leaving the home to go into a com- senior community, then the house, so long as its equity is less than $550,000, the home will remain exempt. One of the confusions that's out there is, you know, will Medicaid take the house away from the community spouse? Will they lien the house? And they, they're not allowed to. So we want our listeners to understand that they okay. get that comfort that All right. they're, they're not allowed to lean it while the spouse is in the nursing home. They're not allowed to put a lien on after the person leaves the nursing home because you know, if they pass. Uh, so they're not allowed to do any of those types of attachments. Okay. Um, so so within, the, within the assets, again, Medicaid has some nice bright lines. If, this, if the couple have 20, you know, it's $23,844 or less, <laughs> they qualify for Medicaid. If they have now, if they have above that, they will then split the assets. Between We're talking the, about per month. Um, no, this is their their, their life net. savings. Okay, they're oh, their life savings. Their life savings. So if they if I have a couple with a hundred thousand dollars, they will then split that between the two of them. They will allocate fifty thousand to the person in the community and fifty per, fifty thousand to the person in the institution. And now the person within the institution will have to my community will have to reduce that amount down to. Um, $1,500. Now, the other part of this is all is not lost. Okay. People think there's a, there's a five-year look back in Medicaid, and it's not a five-year ban. It's a five-year audit. What, have I, what has been transferred, how we consumed the assets in the last five years, and even on the threshold of an admission into a nursing home, a good elder law attorney can preserve about 50% of the net worth. For a married couple, we're normally protecting 50 to 75% of their net worth upon admission into, the, into that community uh, so that it's now set aside in a, what we call quality of life account so that it can be used for the supplemental needs of the, of the community spouse as well as the person in the facility and ultimately preserve some, hopefully, we can preserve something for an inheritance. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very distant secondary goal. It's always about the care of, those, of the people who are, who are in need of care. But Medicaid is, the basis of Medicaid is to assist those that really need that portion that they've not prepared for, basically. Correct. And so, but what are the qualifications? You know, how am I qualifying for this Medicaid? And are there different levels of qualifications? Um, not really. If, okay. If I, again, if a single individual, there's well, there's two elements to it. There's a there's a financial qualification. There's okay. a medical qualification. If I'm if I'm in a nursing home, right? So I'm in a the nursing community. Then I will presume to meet the medical qualifications. If I'm in a commu- so now if I'm at home, Medicaid has a program called Passport that will come and send aides to the home. Then I will have to be assessed by the Ohio Department on Aging to ensure that I, I medically qualify. They're looking for, again, what we talked about a little bit earlier, some assistance need in two activities of daily living. Okay. Then I have to then financially qualify, and for that single individual, they can only possess $1,500 in resources. If you have $1,501, you just get a denial. Um, Medicaid never takes anything away. They just say yay or nay. And so if you have $1,500, you are you are good. You're within the limit. If you have over $1,500, they just give you a denial letter. 
Uh, but then they're also looking for what have you given away in, in the last five years. And depending upon what the value of all these assets that have been given away, then they will assess a waiting period. But that's okay because we can work through that waiting period. And when the funds are then returned for care, they will reduce the waiting period. It, 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 I have tried multiple times to explain this on the radio. It's way too complicated. And it sounds complicated. Right. But it's, it, it's something, when you sit down with somebody in their office and they, they now walk you through and they can now put it up on a whiteboard or sketch it out for somebody, it hopefully becomes a little more apparent. But you, you do have the ability to have Medicaid benefits, whether you stay in the home or, and you need it. Yes. Or you choose to go to a nursing facility. And You're exactly right. So many people think Medicaid is only for the nursing home. But they have wonderful programs, and, they, and you were absolutely right. They will couple in with the VA benefits to help people stay in their home. You can now coordinate those two programs together wow. to maximize the number of care hours we can receive as people are coming in and providing sure. that care and keeping people at home. Tie that together for us. So, again, 92% of those that are over 60 in the United States mm-hmm. are choosing, absolutely choosing to stay home. Until, until they can't any longer. They really want to be home. So how, how can we tie these two assets together, these two benefits? These, these two programs? These two programs. Well, one of the things, and again, one of the things people miss, and we're, but we're starting to see a growth in this area, is there are more and more home care companies that are, are contracted with a VA. They can now be contracted VA providers, as the name kind of implies. But you now get a prescription written by your VA doctor or a VA doctor say, I need four hours of home care. Then the VA will actually pay that home care company for that four hours of care that they're coming in. If the doctor will only, you know, there's some maximum number of hours you can get on a daily basis. So now we come back to um, maybe Medicaid's now coming in and providing so many hours per day. There are a limited number of, of uh, Medicaid uh, vendors so that's one of the problems with the, the oh, okay. passport program where the, the VA program tends to be more expensive. And with a VA program, now aid in attendance, I don't have to now go to any of these limited lists. I can now use my own vendors, whether it be a private company, whether it be my children or other family members. Okay. That we can, you know, there's, there's a, they don't limit the vendors. It's a very broad spectrum of vendors that can come in. And you don't have to have any certifications to be one of those vendors. No, some of those rules could change. There's some proposals that change that. But at the moment, my children can give, be my caregiver, and I can then use VA funds to help pay for those expenses. Well, let's talk about that for a minute then. So if I do choose to have my children, um, can we be a little more definitive? So children, is it aunts, uncle, is it, or, or is it specific to the children. It, you're exactly right. It can be aunts, uncles. It can be neighbors. It, oh, you have okay. neighbors that are okay. willing to come in. and, and So we, we see that often. That maybe we have someone who's working right. as I, an STNA yeah. for a home care company, and now on the, they can now get some side time and come in and now do this on their own. Right, because I may not have had children. Yes. I also may not have anyone that lives in the area to help me except for a neighbor or a good friend or you know, and yes. I just want to circle this around to a, a POA, a power of attorney. So how, how does that help me to make sure that I am going to be able to get the benefits and that the person that is providing the care for me is? Well, power of attorney is a critically important document okay. where you're now, I'm going to appoint someone 
to act on my behalf in my financial matters. Um, and there's all different types of powers of attorney. It can be something very limited as I'm now moving out of state and I need, I want to appoint you to sign the documents to sell my home. But more commonly, we've got a, a broader spectrum power of attorney where I'm going to empower somebody to make decisions and pay my bills when I can't. Okay. So they're going to, they'll be able to, to, to select my caregivers. Um, but and I'm also making sure that I'm nominating the person whom I trust the most to make those types of decisions for me, that person whom I trust. If, if I don't have a financial power of attorney, I now become incompetent and I can't access my bank accounts or my investment accounts. The only alternative is now to go down and seek the assistance of the probate court. Under probate, under probate law, wealth preservation will not take place. There's, there are no provisions within the Ohio Revised Code to provide for any of the wealth preservation we've been talking about if we don't have wow. those, like a financial power of attorney. Sure. But also a healthcare power of attorney, which is an end-of-life directive, who do I want to make those end-of-life decisions for me? And more importantly than that, we tell people, is, or just as important, is making sure that there's a federal privacy statute called HIPAA. Yeah, I wanted to touch base on that. Mm-hmm. HIPAA limits who doctors are allowed to speak with. So getting documents put in place beforehand so that we, we now have designated those people who we want to be able to talk to the doctors. Because my right of privacy belongs to me, if I'm now in a state where I can't allow and, and waive that privacy, the doctors will be limited who they can speak with. If I want to make sure that my children are able to be in the room to help my wife make that most important decision, then we need to make sure we've got full HIP authorizations. Um, so otherwise, the, the medical professionals technically are not supposed to let them come in. Most medical professionals actually kind of violate HIPAA on a regular basis by allowing these people to come in, but they have to be very careful, and the statute just continues to get more and more restrictive. So in a normal package we put together, we do a standalone HIPAA authorization, and then we list the people who we believe want to be in that conference room. We will select the decision maker, but these are the, now the people who can help. Yes. So that's H-I-P-A-A. Yes. H-I-P-A-A. Yes. Is there a, a site that we can guide our listeners to that would give us a little more information on that? Or is it really the best, Rick, right now to get a hold of an of, of a an person elder. like yourself, right? Yeah. An elder law attorney that really has in-depth knowledge of this. Because again, here we are talking about another complicated network of possible good resources, mm-hmm. but boy, yes. to understand it, you might have to have a 20-year degree. <laughs> But well, this, you know, 14 years I've been uh, working in this area, uh, 27 years as an attorney, but, you know, a huge portion of this has all been focused only on the Medicaid, the VA, and estate planning. Wow. And I can see where that just can be a continued education. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. must be changing. Uh, it constantly changes. And, you know, one of the things I saw in a note that had come in um, was, you know, powers of attorney, when should we be looking to put those together? And I tell people 18, because once you uh-huh. turn 18, they're an adult. And now I cannot make decisions. My daughter, as she was leaving for college, what more beautiful gift can I give my daughter? She headed off to the Ohio State. Was her power of attorney, her healthcare power of attorney, to make sure that if something happens at college, we can now come down and and make medical decisions and help her. Actually, uh, my husband and I we did the same thing, and with all four of our children. And um, and at the time he was doing it, I thought this is ridiculous. Are mm-hmm. you kidding? They're eighteen years old, but boy. I'll tell you that came in very handy because you are not there with them. You are many times very long distance from them. Yes. And it takes away a lot of the fear and concern. And, I, and people do tend to do 
silly things once they get to campus. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they are definitely aging in place. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take another commercial break. And when we return, we did have a couple more questions come in. This seems to be a very hot topic. Um, And we will address those and see if we can answer a couple of them when we come back. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Marsh Engel Radio is the place for asking the big questions at the center of your success. From ways to fire up a lifestyle of your dreams to the most awe-inspired ideas to launch your entrepreneurial destiny, Marsh Engel Radio is designed to shake up the ordinary, catapult your creativity, and give focus to your passions. Marsh has helped thousands, and she's ready to help you, too. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel. Leading the way for your success. You are listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. If you have a question for Laura Minnett or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Now, back to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we are here with Rick Myers, Jr., Elder Law Attorney. Uh, Now, before we get back to going over some calls and the emails that have come in during this this show, I would like to give a quick promo for next week's show titled, Creating a Win-Win for Well-Being, Seniors Helping Seniors. This is really an exciting topic. I, I'm very, very excited to um, introduce this concept. Um, and many people during, you know, again, through our life journey, we want to remain in our homes, but need a little help with the cleaning, meal making, medications, or running errands, taking care of our pets. We all want to remain independent without relying on family and friends because it is our personal life. There is a solution from Seniors Helping Seniors providing in-home services by matching seniors who want to help with seniors who need a little help in the daily living. 
and also maybe a little companionship from a peer. This is the peer-to-peer assistance allows seniors to have those needs met in a way that is caring and is coming from someone they can relate to and have commonalities with. This matching also allows seniors the opportunity to stay active in their community and feel the joy of helping their neighbor. The seniors provider, the seniors provide providers who work with the organization really offer the camp the compassion and empathy that only one senior can give to another and truly provide love, caring, compassion, understanding to their fellow seniors. My guest next week is Sherry Jones, who owns the Seniors Helping Seniors franchise in Western Cuyahoga County and will provide insight on the wonderful service available. I'm very excited, so stay tuned in next week when we also be launching our first show Yes, our very first show on Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you to everyone. We are super excited about this new venue for our, um, for our show. Now, we're going to get back to Rick Myers because there's so, much, there's so much information. But again, remember, the most important part is knowing that there is someone, an elder law attorney, that you can tap into and ask some of the questions that, of course, today we couldn't possibly cover everything, and to also help you make clear your thoughts on what it is that you have the benefit, that that are benefits to you. Um, But Rick, I would like very briefly, though, I want to tie this law, I know we're not into Mm -hmm. insurance today, but the long-term care insurance with Medicaid, because you brought up a good point during the break that I was not aware of. Well, Ohio, in in January of 2007, passed some legislation um, called the Partnership Program, where they coupled the benefits of long-term care insurance with the benefits of Medicaid. Uh, And and in order to encourage people to secure long-term care insurance, that if if I have long-term care insurance, I enter a a facility into a senior community, and now my long-term care insurance starts to pay. Well, naturally, that's going to save the government some of those expenses. So... I get an additional disregard, a dollar-per-dollar disregard for whatever the long-term care company pays out. So if I have a qualifying policy, which is, again, more than we can go over today, and now my policy pays the facility $100,000, instead of being limited in my assets to $1,500, they now couple that on top of the $100,000 paid by by the insurance company, and I get to preserve $101,500, $101,500, and it's a permanent disregard both during the application process and after I'm gone and now Medicaid recovery. So it's a, it guarantees that $100,000 will be forever disregarded by Medicaid. It's a great program um, that, that the government has put together. Ohio, I think, was about the sixth state in our country, and now all but, I think all but six states have that um, partnership program in legislation. Wow, that's very, very interesting. And again, I would have to call you or someone like yourself with that ability to help me tie those two programs together with good knowledge. Um, Okay, but during our break, we did have a question from Damon in Miami, Florida. And um, I just wanted to, I think this is a good question to surmise what it is we've talked about today. Okay. Um, And he said, my dad passed away two years ago and was a World War II veteran. We never tapped into any of his VA benefits. I don't think that's uncommon. No. Um, My mom is still alive and in her 80s and living in her own house. Is it too late to get VA benefits for her? 
and also she doesn't have a trust. She has a will, and I think I will have a huge challenge with the probate when she passes. I don't like to think about it, but what should we do? A couple of great questions um, tied up in all that. First of all, the VA questions an easy went no. As a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, these benefits accrue to her. She'd be entitled to a maximum benefit of $1,149. Uh, because of her uh, because of her spouse's service to our country so it's a, it's a great program same wow. requirements um, that we have to have a care need then some care expenses but then they will reimburse for a one thing we missed was if I have a, a veteran who's now widowed uh, and his the maximum benefit for that person would be 1700 about seventeen hundred and sixty dollars a month reimbursement but the other part of this going back to the question the other part of the question is she doesn't have a trust. Will probate be confusing? Probate will move through, um, so it's not all that confusing. And it's it, we encourage people that it's not so much about the confusion that comes out of either the, the existence of the trust or the existence of, of probate. It's making sure that we've worked with our parents to understand what exists. Uh, you know, so what are their assets? There aren't any lost or hidden assets that, that simplify things, but also making sure that title becomes such an important part of, oh, of yes. the probate process or, or the, the asset passing, um, you know, making sure our beneficiary designations are correct on our insurance policies because then that's, that's going to avoid probate. The insurance company is going to pay directly to whoever those beneficiaries are named, making sure that we've named the people we want to receive, that we've got a, that contingent or the, the backup beneficiary, but also joint ownership. Ohio um, will allow, if, it, if i got a joint owner, so if my bank account's owned with my wife, it's going to avoid probate. It's going to come to me. So trust can be wonderful estate planning tools, especially when we want to have some um, protections for the assets we're now passing down to to our children. Um, they, they pass some wonderful, some strong legislation to be able to now hand assets down to my children and protect them from their creditors or their mis misdealings and mis you know and poor decision making. But also when it just comes back to just trying to avoid probate as much as we can. Ownership becomes so important, um, but also um, things pay, pay on death on a bank account. So now I can name the, who is going to receive my bank account after I've gone. And with real estate, I can do now a transfer on death affidavit. And when I die, that's where the house is going to go. But what's nice is they have not had any kind of ownership interest during my lifetime. Okay. So it just really simplifies things. So um, it's a great question, but boy, we could probably do a whole show <laughs> on just that question. Absolutely. So. And this has been an unbelievable show. I, again, I can't thank you enough for all of your um, knowledge and, your, and the resources. And speaking of resources, um, I did want to make sure that we, um, you have a resource. It is Elder Council. Yes, eldercouncil.com. Dot com. It's a national organization of attorneys who do Medicaid and VA planning. Um, so it's a great resource to find attorneys who focus their practice in this area. The other one would be the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. Uh, good. They've got uh, membership rosters, so that if you've got somebody outside of the Cleveland area or in the Cleveland area, there's, they can give you a, a list of resources and people to contact who you can then ask those questions or if they're out of state. Great. And I do want to bring it back to that the most the, – the best place to start, even if it's just a phone call, is to find somebody, an elder law attorney that has, again, the knowledge of the VA, the Medicaid, and also some of our insurance 
partnerships that we can tie into all capitalizing on all the benefits that are available to us as we grow older. Thank you again, Rick. I want to make sure that our audience listening, you have additional questions for Rick Myers, please email your questions to R-A-M-Y-E-R-S at rmohiolaw.com or Rick has been generous enough to say you are more than welcome to call him at 216-447-9105 or visit www.rmohiolaw.com. You can also email me, laura at lauraminiff.com, and we will get you connected. Thank you so much for listening to Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. This is Laura Minif saying goodbye. Have a great day, everyone, and enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us this week for Dynamic Insights for Your Home Environment. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Laura Minneff, next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll help you live in your healthiest environment.